Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Keisha Robertson, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. For today's episode, we are going to continue with our discussion on the topic of the body. Now, if you will recall, in last week's episode, when I opened up discussion on this very same topic, I referenced in that discussion the fact that I felt rather, or I believe, that there are four major components that are essential to the overall vital health and success of our spiritual bodies. Now, by analogy, I drew the connection between how our physical bodies are very much like our spiritual bodies in terms of there being certain body parts that are necessary and key to ensuring the overall health and well-being of the body itself. Now, in that regard, and again, in last week's discussion, the focus was on the head as it relates to that first component that I referenced, what you think as being an essential aspect to ensuring the overall health and well-being of the spiritual body. So for today's discussion, what I'd like to do is transition from discussion on that initial component of what you think to the second component that I referenced on last week, and that is what you say. Also understanding that what you say is also vital to, again, the essential health and well-being of the overall spiritual body. Now, when we think about that component, what you say, clearly the body part that comes to mind is our mouths. It is the gateway for speech. It is the gateway for the expression of what our thinking is. It is the means by which we generate laughter. It is the means by which we generate sounds for anger, disappointment, frustration, whatever you have it. The mouth is the key to what we say. So as I begin to delve into that discussion today, or for today rather, on the mouth, I just want to reemphasize how vital and necessary what we choose to do with our mouths, what we choose to say is to the overall health and success and well-being of our spiritual bodies. And and what you will hear in today's discussion is my reemphasizing that point, just how vital and necessary the mouth is. Now, before I delve further into the importance of the mouth in the overall health and well-being of the spiritual body, I'd like to share two scriptures with you if I could. The first being Mark chapter 11, verse 23, the New International Version, which reads as follows. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, grow, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Amen. And then in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, also the New International Version, It reads as follows, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. 
Amen. Now, I just want you to kind of marinate on those two scriptures for a moment because I'm going to come back to them a little in a little bit as we get further into our discussion. So as we're emphasizing, re-emphasizing just how vital and necessary our mouths are to our spiritual body because our mouths are the pathway to our speech, what we say. Um, I want to kind of focus on two points or topics or ideas for discussion today. The first being just the overall general practical application of the mouth and what function the mouth serves for just the basic body, the human body. Our mouths are our gateways for provision or sustenance rather, and our mouths also serve as a gateway for life. Now, by that, I mean, in order for the body to live or to exist, we have to eat. We have to drink. Those two things occur by using the mouth. The mouth serves the role of taking in food. The mouth serves the role of taking in liquids that helps to sustain the body. The body digests these things, retrieves from these things the necessary nutrients that it needs in order to live and to thrive. We cannot live without eating. We cannot live without drinking. So if nothing else, that point alone should help to reinforce just how vital the mouth is. By the same token, the mouth also serves as a gateway for life. And in that, I mean, while we also breathe primarily or while we breathe primarily through our noses, we also breathe through our mouths. When our noses are stopped up, we breathe through our mouths. When we have engaged in some sort of rigorous activity or something that has gotten our heart rate up to where breathing only through our noses is no longer sufficient, we also take air in through our mouths. So just to reemphasize that point, the mouth is likewise also just as vital or almost as vital as the nose to taking in air and even to releasing it, which helps again to ensure the basic function of living. So the mouth serves as not only a gateway for sustenance, but also a gateway for life. And if you just think about those two words in and of itself, when we're talking about transitioning now to how important the mouth is to our spiritual bodies and our spiritual well-being, I want you to hone in on two words, sustenance and life. Now, to that end, when you think about your mouth and you're thinking about the term sustenance, what comes to mind is something that sustains, something that keeps you, correct? And so when you when you parse that down and, and kind of dissect it a little bit more, what does that mean to you? And see, For me, what that's telling me is that my mouth is so vital and necessary to my spiritual well-being because it preserves or offers a level of sustenance to my spiritual body. And by sustenance, I mean the things that I say contribute to my ability to remain sustained as a spiritual believer of God. Now to that point, which I'm kind of going to, it's kind of taking me into the next point that I wanted to make, but I'm going to try my best just to stay here. The idea that your mouth 
serves as a source of provision for sustenance when it comes to our spiritual well-being should take you to the place where you're thinking, okay, if what I say is helping me to sustain myself, if what I say is providing the sustenance that I need in order to maintain a healthy spiritual well-being, then I should be very guarded, correct, and very thoughtful of the things that I allow to come out of my mouth. Because again, what you're saying, remember the mouth is serving as a source of sustenance and a source of provision of sustenance for the spiritual well-being, for the spiritual body. And so if our mouths serve in that capacity and we are saying things that limit or or restrict rather the ability for that to occur, how then is the spiritual body being fed? How then is the spiritual body being sustained? Now I'm going to tie that up again in just a minute. I just want to want you to hold on to that thought for a second. The mouth is a source of sustenance because it helps to provide the sustenance necessary to sustain our spiritual bodies and our spiritual well-being. Now, second point that I mentioned a minute ago when I said that the mouth is also a gateway for life from a practical standpoint because there are times where we have to also breathe through our mouths. By that same token, the mouth is likewise a gateway for life for the spiritual body. By the same token, the words that come out of our mouth carry just that much weight that it likewise affects the viability of the spiritual body, of the spiritual well-being. And so now that I've kind of given you those two concepts to just meditate on, I'm going to now go back to and tie in the scriptures that I referenced a few minutes ago when we first started this discussion, because I want to kind of bring it all together for you and talk a little bit how I personally believe that all of these things intersect and connect together. So if you will recall, when I read Mark chapter 11, verse 23, the scripture started off with the words, I tell you if anyone says. So I want to just stick with that point. The scripture says, if anyone says, if anyone speaks, if anyone allows these words to come out of their mouths, if they say this to the mountain, okay? Now, clearly, and I'm trying not to go into that discussion at this point, but I will touch on it. Clearly, Not only is this scripture talking about what we say, this scripture is also obviously talking about what we believe, what our faith is. And essentially, in my opinion, the scripture is communicating that when we say something, what our belief is connected to the thing that we say activates the thing and makes it so. And so what I see this scripture saying is this, if you say it and you believe it, with all of your heart, then it is so, it will be done. Now, clearly, again, this scripture is talking about the underlying faith that supports the words that we speak. And so I'm kind of going to go off on just a tangent for just a second, if I would, because I also believe that when we're talking about our mouths and what we say, there's a larger precedent at play here. And that is, if you think about 
the Bible and you think about different stories and things that that are discussed in the word of God, I want you to just think about Genesis for just one second. When Genesis is discussing, when the book of Genesis rather is discussing how God created the heavens and the earth, and it's going through each sequential thing that he created, everything that the Lord created, it started off with him speaking it. The Lord said, let there be light. And then there was. In the very beginning of the Bible, in my opinion, Genesis, when it's talking about just how God created the earth, is giving us an indication of just how vital and important what we say is. The Lord speaks it before it occurs. And if you think about the Bible and and just think about other aspects and other stories that happen in the Bible that, that are talked about in the Bible, There's always a word that precedes the action. God always says it before he does it. Now take that same analogy, take that same concept and apply it to a believer. Now, clearly we're not God, but I want you to just take that same concept and apply it to a believer. Understanding that I believe that there is a lesson in that concept, that there's always something spoken that precedes the action. And we're going to stick also with Mark eleven twenty three as I'm talking about this. So if we're taking that same concept and applying it to a believer, understanding that a word always precedes a thing, then that simply goes back to further emphasizing how important and vital our mouths are to the success of the spiritual body. What we say will always precede what occurs. And by that same token, when we're talking about a believer and we're looking at Mark eleven twenty three, not only what we say will always precede what occurs, but what we say connected more importantly to what we believe when we say it will also precede the action. Now, I'm, I'm trying not to get into a discussion of faith, which is a little hard to do, because I really just want to focus on the mouth and just how vital it is for believers to understand the importance of their mouths in their walk with God, in their spiritual relationship with God, in their spiritual growth and maturity with God, how important and vital your mouth is and what you say to what actually occurs, to what you experience, to what you don't experience, to what you receive, to what you have. All of these things are connected to what we say. And so when we get back to Mark and Mark chapter eleven twenty three is telling us that if you say it and you believe it, believe that what you say will occur, it will happen. It all starts with what you say. And so when I get back to, I made that initial analogy to how the mouth is essential to being a gateway for provision, a gateway for sustenance. Tying that into Mark eleven twenty three, the point that I'm trying to make here is that what we say so dictates what we have, but what we say more importantly dictates how we receive it, when we receive it, and to that end, because a word always precedes the action is evidenced by the word of God in general, by the pattern that you see when God speaks a thing before it occurs, applying that same analogy, our sustainability as believers, 
the provision that we have and that we receive begins with our mouths in terms of what we say, what we feel or believe rather connected to what we say, which then brings it into fruition. And so let me, let me try to tie that up a little bit better. For the believer that is struggling with something, for the believer that is desiring something of God or from God, for the believer that has prayed out something, that wants something, that is aspiring to something, it's most important that not only do you profess it with your mouth, that you speak it because the word always precedes the action. It is also important that when you speak it, you likewise believe it. Because in believing it, you are likewise giving it life. And you cannot speak it without believing it if you are desiring to activate it to give it life and to bring it to fruition. The rest of Mark eleven twenty three goes on to say, and I'm skipping over words on purpose. It says, but believes that what they say will happen. The underlying belief has to be connected to the thing that you are speaking in order to activate it and give it life. Now, we all know that God is moved by our faith, right? He's moved by our belief that he is capable of giving us the things that we desire. He's capable of answering prayers. He's capable of addressing issues. He's capable of whatever is necessary. All of that is activated. His response to us is activated by our belief that he's capable. And so this is kind of taking me into part two of the analogy that I made initially when I said the mouth is likewise the gateway for life. So by that token, if we understand that our mouths, it starts with the word, it starts with us speaking, is evidenced by the pattern that we see demonstrated in the word of God. The word always precedes the action. It's demonstrated in this scripture also that not only once we speak the words, we have to also bear and have the underlying requisite belief that the words we're speaking will occur, which is what activates the words. The very idea that God responding and God moving is what is essential to sustaining our journey in our life as believers. And so the very sustenance of the believer's walk, the very sustenance of the spiritual body is rooted in our ability to not only speak the thing that we are asking of God, that we are believing God for, but also to possess the requisite or connecting belief that the thing that we are speaking will manifest. Amen? Now, again, and and kind of circling back because I didn't get into it like I meant to a minute ago. When we're talking about the mouth also being not only the gateway for provision or sustenance, but also the gateway for life. If our mouths associated with that requisite connected belief that what we are speaking will occur can activate things because God is, you know, he's moved by our belief. He's moved by our faith. It activates God to move. It activates the hand of God to respond by the same token Just as much as the mouth serves as the gateway for life, it can likewise serve as the gateway not to life. And I'm trying not to hit it too hard there. So let's let's take a look at the second scripture that I referenced. 
The tongue has the power of life and death. Now, that's Proverbs 18.21, New International Version that I read earlier. That scripture is evidencing that your mouth can work in one of two ways. Because remember, when we speak a thing, whatever belief is connected to what we're speaking activates the thing. And so if we're speaking a thing and we're speaking life into it, we have the ability to activate that thing in a positive way. Bearing in mind, again, that everything starts with that spoken word. Same thing is true when we're talking about the alternate of life, and that is death. We then likewise, if we possess the ability to affirmatively bring things to fruition in our lives, we likewise then possess that same ability to affirmatively speak not life things into our lives, to affirmatively speak things that are not consistent with the benefit of life into our lives by virtue of the words that we choose to allow to come forth from our mouths and the thought associated or connected to or even the belief that the words that we are speaking are true. So just as one has the ability to demonstrate with their mouth and the associated belief the ability to bring things to life over themselves, to speak positive things over themselves. We likewise have the same ability by virtue of what we speak in connection with what we are believing in support of what we speak to bring negative things into fruition into our lives. Which is why when I look at Proverbs eighteen twenty one, and it's telling us those who love it will eat its fruit, My takeaway from that is this. If we have the ability and we remain and retain the ability to capture our tongues when we are speaking things, not only concerning ourselves, but also concerning our situations, our circumstances, our lives in general, we have the ability to speak prosperity, to speak harvest, to speak fruitfulness, to speak plenty. So those who love their tongue and understand the importance and value of their tongue will guard their tongue because they know that when they speak things, the belief associated with the speaking is what activates what is spoken. And by the same token, if you do not love your tongue and you allow yourself to be careless and by do not loving your tongue, what I take that to mean or what I'm trying to say is if you don't value your mouth and what you say like you should, you likewise also stand the chance to reap what comes as a result of you not valuing your mouth and what flows out of your mouth. Either way, it is essential that we understand that the overall importance of the mouth, the overall importance of the words that come out of the mouth are so vital and necessary to not only the sustainability of a a believer, but also the life that comes from being a believer. And by life, I mean the fruits that flow from being a believer. By sustainability, I mean the daily encouragement and empowerment and belief and feeling that God is walking with you through the situation, that you are actually seeing the manifestation of God's presence in your life. All of those things, just as your thinking is, your mouth is likewise connected to. So it is vital, it is necessary that we work to ensure that we structure our thoughts, that we structure our words in such a way that we hold captive 
from our speaking anything that works against the success of the mouth functioning as it should as a source of sustainability or provision, but also a source of life for our spiritual bodies and well-being. So now that I I feel that I have appropriately tied up and, and closed out what I was hoping to just communicate to you and I was discussing just the, the very importance of the mouth itself and, and what we say, what comes out of our mouths in terms of its vital role in the walk, in the success, in the health and viability of our spiritual bodies. I just want to leave you as I close out this episode, this tidbit to chew on. Speak what you want to see. Speak where you want to be. I'd like to leave you again with this thought. God bless you. Keep believing. Keep hoping. And most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions. We reverence God.